Information shared on the following program is for general information purposes only. It does not constitute legal, tax, investment, or other advice, nor is it intended to recommend any particular investments, products, or financial instruments. Always seek advice from your financial advisor, attorney, or accountant with regard to investment, legal, or tax questions. Don't tell me you can't remember where you left your car. Welcome to the only show in the country dedicated to helping savers worry less about money, the Worry-Free Retirement, with your host, Tony Walker. If you got it, you don't need it. If you need it, you don't got it. You don't get it, shame on you. Funny, funny, funny what money can do. Them that have it, get more of it. The less they need it, the more they love it. And it sticks to them like glue. Funny, funny, funny what money can do. Ever parked your car in a parking garage? Leave the car where you think you left it. Go shopping, or maybe you go to dinner at a nearby restaurant, then later return to the same parking garage and cannot locate your car. How about this? In a hurry, you head out to the crowded mall after Thanksgiving, perish the thought, and quickly park in a spot that just opened up, not really paying attention to where you are in the parking lot, because you're in a hurry, right? You want to get inside and scout out all these deals. Then you conclude your shopping, head out to the parking lot, and you have no clue where you parked your car. Well, welcome, folks, to the Worry-Free Retirement. I am the little man in the sweater vest retirement specialist, Tony Walker, and today we continue our trek through one of my personal works and one of my favorites, quite frankly, the book Don't Follow the Herd. And we're talking about parking your cow in the wrong stall. We're going to make it a little more relatable to uh, cars and things. But in the book, since it's about cows, you'd have to see this picture, by the way. It's got a cow who realizes... She's been locked in the stall with a bull, and there's a funny look on her face like, uh-oh. And so, you know, it's funny, not funny funny, but uh, as we record this show on November 27th, 2018 in our Louisville studios, we've got America's favorite financial sidekick over here who's very alert and attentive to the show, and his sidekick, Matt, who just got through with some oatmeal, so he's ready to go. But we had a client appreciation event recently at the Bell of Louisville, all right? Here, I don't know if you... Uh, how many of these have we done now, Aaron? Is that like our third or fourth? fourth. Yeah, people, our clients love it. But what we do is we rent out the bell. The bell's a huge boat. It's got a paddle wheel on it. And it's right down there docked beside the Galt House in Louisville, in case some of you aren't familiar with the bell. And anyway, across the street, you have to walk. We basically pull in near the Galt House. There are several parking garages. You park in a parking garage, and you kind of have to work your way across the busy highway. You either go across or i do over the catwalk i can't believe people cross that street but anyway good luck but you go over a catwalk and it dumps you out over there on the dock area by the bell so this year uh we had finished our dinner everybody had departed the boat we waited for all of the clients to leave the boat i'd say we probably had 350 400 people on that boat and uh so me and my favorite son-in-law were walking back across the catwalk because we had parked in one of these parking garages and as we're walking across the catwalk, I noticed two gentlemen coming towards me, kind of frantic. And I recognized them immediately. Uh, one of them was my client. The other one I didn't recognize. Actually, he had brought his son to the dinner. And the client was like, I can't find my car. I can't find my car. I said, what do you mean you can't find your car? He says, I think it's been stolen. And I mean, the look on his face, and I'm not making fun of him at all. I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, this is awful, you know. 
Here's one of our clients. This is what went through my mind. Here's one of our clients. They've attended our client event. You know, I hosted this. He's parked in the parking garage and his car has been stolen. This, you know, great. This is all, you know, even though I'd given him a $5 parking voucher, I said, well, it won't be needing that. That wasn't much consolation. But anyway, I said, well, no, wait a minute. Slow down. I said, you know, are you sure you know where you parked your car? Because parking garages can be a little confusing. And he said, oh, yeah, yeah. And his son, same way. Oh, yeah, we know exactly where we parked it. It's gone. So I said, well, let's go over here and talk to him. So we went over inside the parking garage. And, and you know, depending on where you enter the garage, you know, there's a street level to that garage. And then there's a catwalk that takes you to different floors. So we walked back over the catwalk, which I guess technically that would probably put us like on the third floor. Now I'm thinking out loud. I'm getting confused. But anyway, so we walk back over the catwalk. We're on the third floor of the parking garage. We talk to the attendant. He hasn't seen anything suspicious. He describes the car. <clears throat> and so the last resort, we're walking around. And he said, I guess I'm going to call the police. It's been stolen. And I mean, I just felt awful. And I said, okay, one more time. Are you sure you've walked in down these different levels and just verified one more time to check? And he said, well, you can do that if you want, but I know I parked up here. So I took off down, and then sure enough, on the first floor, he described his car. Guess what I found, Aaron? His car. There it was. And, you know, I thought about this. I thought, you know, it, it's, it's human sometimes. We think we've got our car parked in the right place. We leave, and we realize we really don't know where it is, what's going on. We hope the parking lot attendant keeps track of it. That's not really their job necessarily, or maybe we thought it was at the time, but you know, all they're going to do is look at us and say, sorry, I don't know where you parked your car, but uh, this, this actually happened. And sometimes I think when I'm thinking of parking our car somewhere or putting our cow in the wrong stall, I do think about you. And we talked about one of our mistakes, blindly trusting and putting our faith in others and assuming that they're going to take care of everything. And folks, that's just not the real world. Now, there's an old saying that says, let the buyer beware, and that buyer is you. And when you go out here into the financial world, and while there's a lot of nice people and there's a lot of trustworthy people, there's a lot of good people in the financial world, uh, believe it or not, many of them are not working or care to work in your best interest. That's not their job. Their job, it's called capitalism. Their job is to figure out how to make money on your money and give you something back in return. Now, the problem with a lot of this is nobody knows the expectations. Nobody knows what we're trying to do. This is why the worry-free retirement, my process is so unique because the foundation of our process is, number one, we're going to protect your car. That's our first and foremost job. We're going to look after your car. We're going to make sure you know where your car is parked. We're going to keep it safe. Now, we're not guaranteeing we can buy you a Lamborghini or a fancy car. We may only be able to give you Illumina, you know, or whatever that car might be. But we're going to make sure it's protected. We're going to make sure it's safe. And we're going to make sure you use and enjoy that car and not panic over the thought that maybe something's lost. Now, when we come back in the second segment, I'm going to talk about this concept of feeling like you're lost and why many of you have blindly trusted the financial world. And whether you realize it or not, you are parking your car in the wrong stall, or as we like to say, putting your cow in with the bulls. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Worry Free Retirement. I'm Tony Walker. Are you retired or retiring soon? Do you have a 401k, IRA, thrift savings account, 403b, or lump sum pension that you'd like to move to safer territory? Did you know that all the money you see on your 401k statement isn't really yours? 
Depending on your overall taxable income, the government has essentially a lien on your 401k that can tax as much as 40% of your money when you go to take it out. Tony Walker calls this the 401k tax tumor. For over 33 years, retirement specialist Tony Walker has helped thousands of savers worry less about money by creating game plans to deal with your tax tumor. Get control of your retirement by controlling the taxes owed on it. Schedule a free meeting to see if you can reduce your tax tumor and provide a guaranteed income you can never outlive. To get started, simply log on to TonyWalkerFinancial.com. That's TonyWalkerFinancial.com. Let's face it, the last thing you want in retirement is to be full of life and flat broke. I'm Tony Walker, and for the past 33 years, I've made it my life's mission to make certain that my clients don't go broke in retirement by providing mailbox money for life. Let me show you how easy it is to be worry-free in retirement by creating a guaranteed income you can never outlive. Log on to TonyWalkerFinancial.com and let's get started today. And now it's time for Tony in the Trenches. Our Tony in the Trenches comes from Sandy in Louisville who asks the following, Tony, I recently inherited some money and wanted to know the best thing to do with it. I talked to my bank and they suggested an annuity. Uh, I know you love annuities, Tony, so I thought I would check to you to see what, whether you would agree to put the money in the annuity. Thanks, Sandy. Okay, so let's kind of set the stage here. And now let's get back to talking about cows and stalls, all right? So Sandy, and many of you are probably going to, this is going to happen to a lot of you listening to this. If you're a baby boomer, uh, this generation ahead of us, our parents, that generation, our parents, okay, I'm talking about people that are unfortunately getting ready to pass away or recently passed away just based on age. It is the first generation that's actually had real money. I'm talking about real money. Uh, 401ks, IRAs, money in the bank, houses they've sold. The generation prior to them, uh, like, for instance, my parents' parents. I look back at that. Uh, my granddad was on a pension, Social Security, and had a little house in the country and no assets. I mean, they didn't have assets back then. He lived on his mailbox money. So when he passed away, other than a small house to sell, my mother and her brother got very little money. Um, I'm thinking about my, let's see, my father's parents, she was a school teacher. He ran a little store in a coal mining community in Muhlenberg County growing up. He didn't have much money. Uh, when she retired, her pension stopped. And she did have, she saved some money in CDs. That's right. She had a little bit of money, but not much. But that's not the case right now. A lot of people are starting to pass away. And some of these people have sizable amounts of money. And you are, it's called being a beneficiary. That means you're benefiting from their death because you're in their will or you're named as beneficiaries on their IRAs or 401k plans. So you're going to start coming into money. And the question is, what in the world are you going to do with it? That's what Sandy's asking. So you've got the money. That's your cow, right? The decision is you see all these stalls everywhere. Everybody's got a stall. They're wanting you to protect. They want you to trust the cow to them. So you got the stall of the bank. you got the stall of the insurance companies. you got the stall of Wall Street. You know, all these stalls out here, REITs, uh, many of you are putting money into REITs. Now, be careful of these REITs out there, these real estate investment trusts. 
Some of these things are are limited partnerships. You think you can get your money out of those? Talk about a stall to put it in. You can't get it out. Be very careful with some of these folks. But anyway, so like Sandy, there she is. And the first thing that comes up, and rather than somebody doing a true analysis, uh, this is what most people do. You go into the bank or wherever you're going into, and you ask them where to invest it. Oh, they'll tell you lickety-split where to put it. Uh, and probably in three minutes, they'll have you signing documents, and off you go. That's not what you want to do with newfound money or sizable amounts of money. What you have to do is sit down with somebody like us and say, okay, what are you going to do with this, and what other issues do you have going on? Now, in Sandy's case, this was an actual case I worked on, so I'm pulling the question out of this case. So I started talking to Sandy, and I said, Sandy, let me look at your other assets here, and we looked at other assets. She didn't have a lot of money. Uh, some of it was locked up in a 401K. So this money was what we call after-tax money, and it was a sizable amount of money. And I said, by the way, do you have any debts? She said, well, yeah, I got debts. I got a house debt, and I got some student loans for my kids, and I got these darn credit card debts. And I said, what's the interest on those things? And she said, well, they're different interests. And I said, are any of them in the 20s? And she said, oh, yeah, the credit cards. So think about this, folks. Remember, banks are behind the credit cards. So on the one hand, the bank not the same bank. I'm just saying this is kind of funny when you think about it. The bank is wanting her to invest in an annuity, which is through an insurance company. So the bank will get a commission on that. The insurance company ain't no way they're going to pay lots of money. I mean, they don't pay a lot of money on these annuities. I know that for a fact. In the meantime, some bank out there has her with a credit card of over 20% interest. So that means if she's got a $1,000 debt, she's got to pay 20% on that each and every month. And you're talking about behind the eight ball and not getting out from behind the eight ball. That's that. So I asked her, I said, well, wait a minute, did they anybody ask you about your other assets or debts? And she said, well, no, they just want to put it in an annuity. And I said, well, why wouldn't we take this money? It was going to be most of it, by the way. I said, I call this found money, Sandy. Why don't we take this money? And if we could take it to the bank right now and they gave you 20% interest guaranteed, would you take that? And she goes, well, absolutely. I'd vested that all day. And I said, well, you can't get 20% guarantee at the bank but you can get 20% guaranteed by paying off the bank. So why in the world are we going to put it in an annuity? And again, I love annuities. I could make a commission on that, but that's not in her best interest. In that example, her best interest was to take that cow and pay off the stall, get rid of the bull, uh, get the bull out of the stall. So again, folks, I hate to give you this visual of cows and bulls, but this is really what's going on. You've got a choice. You're walking around with this money you've got. You've got a 401k, IRA, uh, when you go, to, when you talk to people, when you go on the internet, when you attend dinner seminars, these people are trying to talk you into getting in the stall with them, and you got to decide if you've got somebody that's going to help you, or if you've got a bull on your hands. Now, I want to revisit something. I tell you what, we're going to take a quick break. Let me gather my thoughts on this because we are covering mistake number six, and that is parking your cow in the wrong stall. And when we come back. I'm going to follow up on the conversation we had recently about Roth conversions. Roth conversions. This is a really good example of how to make sure you keep track of your car and make sure that car is in the right parking garage. I'll be right back. You're listening to the Worry-Free Retirement.
Are you retired or retiring soon? Can you afford for your money to take a hit with the stock market being so volatile these days? Nobody can time the market, but having a retirement game plan with Tony Walker Financial gives you peace of mind and sleep insurance. Learn how to prevent losses in your retirement accounts and plan your retirement around an income you can never outlive. Log on to TonyWalkerFinancial.com today to schedule a personal meeting with Tony to secure your hard-earned money. That's TonyWalkerFinancial.com. Tired of the roller coaster ride of the stock market? Let Tony Walker show you how to smooth out the ride with your money. Log on to TonyWalkerFinancial.com and let's get started. Uh, in my book, Don't Follow the Herd, I use an example. Let's, let's take this example. It's about, a, of course, I ref reflect on Farmer Brown, who's trying to understand the financial world. So let's imagine Farmer Brown has been called into jury duty. Farmer Brown lives out in the sticks uh, outside of a large major city. We'll just pick on Louisville as an example, since we're talking about parking garages in downtown Louisville. And he's never had to go to downtown. He's never had any need to be in downtown Louisville, but he's called into jury duty. So Farmer Brown heads to uh, Louisville and has no idea where he's going. He drives into downtown Louisville, and he sees this parking garage, and it says on the top of the parking garage, enter pre-tax, enter pre-tax. So Farmer Brown pulls his truck in there. There's a uh, little button to push there, and he doesn't know what to do. It says push button for ticket. So Farmer Brown pushes the button. The ticket pops out. He looks at it, and it says go park your car. So he goes and parks his car drives around the garage. You've probably done this before. You're riding around, you know, around and around and around. He finally finds a space. He pulls the car in there. He gets out and walks, tries to find his way out of the garage and over to the courthouse. And eventually he does. And he does his old jury duty thing. All right. Heads back late in the afternoon, finally locates his car. For, fortunately for Farmer Brown, he remembered where he parked it. And he drives, you know, you loop around, loop around. And again, remember this first time Farmer Brown's been in a parking garage and he Goes out the exit and just assumes he'll just drive right out of there. But there's a gate at the bottom of the exit of the parking garage. The gate is lowered so he can't leave. And there's a man in a little booth there. And the man sticks his head out. Farmer Brown says, how you doing? Doesn't know what's going on. And the man says, I need to see your ticket. So Farmer Brown hands him his ticket. The man puts it in a machine and says, that'll be $28. And Farmer Brown says, what, $28? And he goes, well, yeah, I'm looking at your ticket. And he goes, what's the ticket got to do with it? And he says, well, the ticket tells me how long you've stayed in the garage, how many hours you've been here. And he goes, well, what's that matter? And he says, well, basically, the longer you stay, the more you pay. So Farmer Brown owns 28 bucks, and he's fuming, and he's mad, and he goes home. Well, the next day, he's got to come back for jury duty. So Farmer Brown rides around. He goes by the one parking garage he was at the day before. says pre-tax. He says, well, I ain't parking in that garage again. So he keeps driving. And he goes down the street, and he sees another parking garage. Now, this one says after-tax, after-tax parking garage. And he doesn't know what that means. So he pulls in there, and he says, well, that's got to be better than that darn pre-tax garage because the more I stay in there and the longer I stay, the more i got to pay. So he pulls up. Now, this is a different-looking gate, though. This doesn't have a ticket with a button. Instead, at the entrance of this parking garage, it's reversed. In other words, there's a man in the booth with a gate that does not allow you to go in the parking garage. There's no button to push, and so Farmer Brown pulls up, and he goes, Hey, what kind of garage is this? He says, Well, how are you doing there, sir? This is an after-tax garage. 
And he said, well, how's that work? Basically, I'm going to charge you $30 to stay in this garage. Farmer Brown goes, oh, wait a minute now. That fella yesterday in the pre-tax garage, I only paid $28. And he said, well, how long were you in the garage? And he said, I was in there all day. And he said, well, this is a little different type of a garage. Let me explain how this garage works. This is called the after-tax garage. And what you do here, you're going to pay me $30. And the longer you stay, it doesn't matter. So Farmer Brown says, so you mean if I leave my car in here three days, all I'll pay is $30? And he goes, yep. How about five days? It's only $30. So sure enough, Farmer Brown decides to spend the night. Jury duty late, runs late. He goes back to jury duty the next day. So he's in that parking garage two full days. He goes to locate his car. Again, fortunately, he remembers where he parked it. He leaves the parking garage. There's no gate, and out he goes. So sure enough, he got to stay full two full days in this parking garage, in the after-tax garage, and only pay $30. Now, folks, what I've described to you is the difference between a pre-tax 401k or IRA, which is what 98% of you have out there, and you're staying, again, you've got your car parked in that stall. you get got your cow in that stall, and you think it feels nice and cozy in there because you, quote, haven't paid anything yet. But what you don't realize, the longer you stay in that particular stall, the more you're going to pay. That's called a pre-tax. Now, what we described with the after-tax, now it doesn't even have to be a Roth IRA. It could be dividend participating life insurance. Potentially, it could be real estate. So the after-tax garage, though, says, look, you pay up front, but in the end, we'll show you how you won't pay anything to the government. It's kind of that pay me now or pay me later. So what we do in the worry-free retirement, so if you're sitting there now and you've got a lot of money you're putting in a 401k, you've got a lot of money that's been in a 401k IRA, regardless of your age, here's the point. I don't care if you're 30 years of age or 80 years of age, we can help you make sense of this and make sure that not all your money is parked in the wrong stall. So how do we do this? We go through a five-step process. When I come back, let's take another quick break. I'm going to go through an example of how we would take your 401k IRA even your inheritance. How can we set that up so you can use and enjoy that money and make sure that everybody else is not in using and enjoying even more of it? You're listening to The Worry-Free Retirement. I'm Tony Walker. I'll be right back. Annuities. Some people love them and some people hate them. Regardless of how you feel about annuities, one thing's for sure, Annuities are the only financial product that can guarantee an income you can never outlive. I'm Tony Walker, and regardless of whether you're thinking about buying an annuity or you have a current annuity that you'd like me to review, log on to TonyWalkerFinancial.com. Since 9-11, we've written over 2,500 annuities, and we can help you by getting started now. Thanks for joining us on the Worry-Free Retirement. I am Tony Walker, and we've been talking about leaving your cow in the wrong stall. Uh, kind of reminds me, too, of a story I heard, um, the story of a young Irish lad that was out swimming in the middle of a lake. And uh, I'll try to do my best impersonation. Have you ever heard me impersonate someone from Ireland, Aaron? This is going to be good. <laughs> but anyway, so apparently there's a small lad out swimming in the middle of the lake, and there's a couple of signs posted along the shoreline of this lake, and it says specifically, no swimming. 
So there's the little lad out there swimming around, and an older gentleman walking with his dog sees the sign and sees the boy out in the middle of the lake, and he says, Hey, laddie, can you no read the sign? The sign says no swimming. And apparently the little boy stops thrashing around. He's got his little head sticking out of the water, and he looks at him and goes, Please, sir, I'm not the swimming, I'm a drowning. <laughs> you like that, Aaron? Yeah. <laughs> and many of you probably think you're swimming. And what you don't realize, you're potentially drowning. You don't have a game plan. And then the financial world's over there on the shoreline barking out at you, telling you what to do, even maybe uh, with your own spouse. I met a gentleman the other day. He says, man, uh, I was trying to talk to him about his spouse and communicating with his spouse. And they've been coming in the office regularly. I finally looked at her and I said, ma'am, you've been in all these meetings. I said, if something happens to him, do you really know what's going on? And she says, I have no clue what's going on. So in, in her mind, he thinks she's swimming along with him, that she, she understands all this stuff. And I know she doesn't. In this example, she's drowning. And what's interesting, many of you, you're not thinking about this type of stuff, folks. Maybe, and I, and I think this is, I'm going to say this, it's very selfish. And I do this sometimes with my own spouse. And I don't care whether it's the male or female. It is very selfish of you to assume you're going to be here all these years to help your spouse do the planning because that's the way it usually works. There's usually one spouse that kind of heads up the ship, so to speak. Okay. And they're kind of dragging along the other spouse. And, but if that spouse dies or becomes disabled and you've left your spouse with an advisor who could care less about him or maybe no advisor at all, I've got a lot of people buying annuities off the internet and you've maybe got a good annuity. Um, it may be a great company, but you've got this annuity. You have no clue how to use it. Nobody's helping you with minimum distributions. Nobody's helping you with any tax planning. Nobody's helping you understand the difference between an income account and a contract side. And then eventually you die. And maybe the person that sold the annuity is not even in business anymore. Uh, and then you've got this annuity you bought off the internet and your poor old spouse is the one that's left to deal with it. I mean, that uh, folks, that's just not even good business. That's terrible planning. So, yeah, you may be able to swim with the sharks for a while, but if something happens to you, what about your partner? You know, are they going to be out there drowning while everybody's hollering at them? So with the Roth idea, with the Roth conversion, with the after-tax parking garage, all these things we're talking about, it requires planning, and it requires a firm. A gentleman told me this. He said, Tony, I think we're going to go with you all. And I said, well, why did you make the decision to go with us? versus maybe some of these other people you've been talking to. And he said, what I realized, you have a lot of experience. And secondly, you have a very experienced team of people around you. Um, you know, he, he realizes with the number of people I see in radio and TV and all these workshops I do, folks, I couldn't see this many people and help this many savers if I didn't have this staff. I mean, I've got some very, very experienced staff that is there to service our clients. And just because we've sold them something and I've made a commission or we get fees, that's not why we're really in business. We're there to continue to help them in retirement. That's my mission is to help these savers, not only when they retire, but through retirement. So maybe you're sitting there saying, well, okay, Tony, well, back to this Roth conversion thing. Give me an example of what you're doing out there that's different from everybody else. Okay, so I came up with this strategy, and we're, we're starting to implement this now. So this would be a really good one. So maybe you're sitting there and you're saying, well, Tony, um, I heard you last week talk about a guy that bought a bunch of annuities. And that might be you. And if those annuities have been purchased fairly recently, we're happy to take care of them for you. But you can't get out of the annuities. Otherwise, you'd have huge surrender charges. So that's not an option. 
or maybe you've got an IRA or 401k with somebody else and they're not doing any tax planning around it. Here's the strategy. Now, I'm not going to give away the ship here, folks, because we, we know that we have other competitors listening. A lot of these people are lazy. They don't want to study anything, and they just take ideas and run with them. So that's pretty dangerous. So let me share the concept. And then if this sounds like you and you want to meet with me in person to see if it fits your tax situation, be happy to do it. So here's the concept. We take a small percent of the IRA or 401k. We put that in a safe place. Now, with a Roth conversion, you're going to pay the tax. We've got to figure out where we're going to pay the tax from. That's part of the strategy, and this is what I'll help with. We want to pay the tax from whatever account you're not making much money on. Then we're going to put that money in a five-year instrument so that with a Roth conversion, you have to remember, if you convert some of that money to a Roth, in other words, if you pull your car out of the pre-tax garage and park it over in the tax-free garage because you want tax-free money forever, tax-free mailbox money even, you have to wait five years before you can touch that money. So this is why we've come up with this strategy. So if that sounds like you, if you're sitting there going, gosh, I would love to have a strategy that can show me incrementally over time on how I can get tax-free money for me and my family <laughs> and get into this tax-free garage while taxes are low, why don't you give us an opportunity to meet with you? Just log on to TonyWalkerFinancial.com. You're going to click on that Let's Get Started button, and we're going to either meet in person or talk over the phone. It's whatever's convenient for you. We have two offices, one in Bowling Green, Kentucky, and the other in Louisville, Kentucky. And yes, you'll either be talking with me by phone or meeting with me in person. Everything's confidential, and there's no cost or obligation. So don't delay. Take action. Get out of the water and onto the safety of the shoreline. Let me help you make sense of this, and enjoy more of your money today. Log on to TonyWalkerFinancial.com or give us a call at 877-499-9255. That's 877-499-WALK. Well, we hope you've enjoyed today's show. Next week, the seventh costly mistake, we're going to talk about that mailbox money and how you can guarantee an income you can never outlive. But between now and then, if all else fails, you remember to be worry-free. If you got it, you don't need it. If you need it, you don't got it. You don't get it, shame on you. Funny, funny, funny what money can do.